a shape, you're going to look at the color, and you're going to just describe what you see, five things. After that, you're going to um, look for four things that you can feel around you. Like if you're sitting on a chair, what does it feel like? Again, be very descriptive. Um, if you're wearing a nice sweater, you know, what's the sweater feel like? So describe it very well, four things. Then you're going to think of four things that you can hear in that moment. So where are you? Are you in your bedroom or um, are you, uh, let's think grocery store, right? You're at, you're at the grocery store. What are you hearing? Do you hear other people talk? Do you hear the cash register? Um, are people, you know, is the guy cutting meat in the back? You can, when you really use that sense of hearing, you can hear a lot of things. So you want to think of at least three. And then one thing that you can taste is your toothpaste, what do you taste? And then one thing, or I'm sorry, two things that you taste. And then one thing that you smell. Like, what can you smell around you? So you're using five senses to really bring yourself back into the moment where you are right now. So powerful. did something over the holidays. I don't even think we talked about it with each other. No, it was we. We both decided <laughs> like, that we were gonna go on a social media detox. And yeah, tell us like a little bit more about your experience with that. So mine came, I think it was sort of the beginning of December that we did it, like through Christmas, wasn't it? Because I think when we chatted coming into December, and I just got to this point where I found that it, because I have an online business and pretty much I would say at the moment 99% of everything that happens in my business, clients coming in, contact, it all is happening through social media and um, and I love that. I love that, you know, I met you on social media. I've met clients all over the world just through Instagram private messages pretty much. Um, but it just got to a point in December where a lot of things were building for me and I think I was really thinking about my goals for 2019, what I wanted to achieve, and I really set some huge personal and financial goals. And I think that's sort of what triggered it because then when you set those big scary goals like that, straight away fear kicks in and I found myself consuming on social media way too much and feeling like it was going to be a source of inspiration but it was just draining the absolute, you know, out of me. And I went down that road of like feeling not enough, comparing and I was just like, this has to stop because if I want to have the life that I want, I have to get out of this headspace because this is not healthy. And so that's when I decided to do a detox and actually become intentional with my use of it because I'm intentional in every area of my life. From the minute I wake up with my morning rituals, my meditation, my affirmations, but yet why was I not being intentional with my social media use? And I think a big part of it was because there's a lot of awesome connections on there that I love as well. And I think that was like you and I started chatting, 
you know, via messenger about feeling frustrated and you're like, me too, I'm going on a detox. And then that's when we actually connected over on WhatsApp so we wouldn't lose each other. <laughs> and yeah. It's like, okay, I can do this detox now. <laughs> because, you know, there are like, you know, those messages that you wake up to from people that are really like, they're like your biggest cheerleaders and you don't want to lose that. So I think that keeps you tied in. But I just needed to step away and really think about how did I want to use it because exactly how can you make it so it's a space that you enjoy and that is really positive and you then attract more of that positivity back into your life. So uh, you went on a harsher detox than I did because I think you came totally off. I, yeah, I didn't do anything like I didn't I wasn't on Instagram I wasn't I mean I'm not really on Snapchat I didn't do Twitter I didn't go on Facebook I didn't even I only had I had VAs because I kept the podcast going and the biggest way for promotion and like PR marketing was through Instagram was through social media and that was like really important to me not for my own self but like for the guests that I had on I didn't want to like not promote the work that we had done together. Yes. So I was like, well, I can't not post this stuff. So that's when I hired VAs to do that for, for me and for the podcast, which I was like, obviously like it not, I don't want to say like, oh, I didn't want to spend money. It was just, it was something that I knew that I had to do. Like if I, and, yeah. and I think like, uh, to circle back to what you were saying, like as um, someone who has an online business or is an online creator or, you know, gets clients, like even if you're an artist or anything, like you don't realize how your relationship with social media shifts. Like social media now for me isn't so much like play, it's work. Like yeah. I go on there totally. with the intention to work. Um, it is fun. Like, but that's the thing, like not saying work in a negative way. Where I'm like, Oh, I hate it. I drink Like it's fun. I like doing it, but at the end of the day, it's still work. So you just in the same way of like you clock out, if you have a nine to five, you clock out at five, you should be done with work. Like with an online business, you can literally work 24 seven. If you were inclined to do that, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, but that's just like the reality of, of some, some businesses. So yeah, I, 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 but you weren't on Facebook, right? Or were you, or I don't remember. Oh, I I wouldn't know. I wasn't on it. (laughs) (laughs) You're off. (laughs) Yeah. I just posted, like kept my posting schedule, but I eliminated mindless scrolling. Mm. And um, every time I, because what I felt was, again, like I found myself doing this if I was out in public and just say I was waiting for my, pick my daughter up from work, I was just getting out my phone and mindlessly scrolling and nothing good comes from that because we need intention and purpose in our life. And so I, that was my detox was not to use it between certain hours, like to have really strict time boundaries but also no mindless scrolling, just get on post, answer messages. Um, if there was a page that I was really interested in and I wanted to see what they were doing, check in on that. And But to this right until now, I've still kept that. I've 
and I recommend it to everyone to ditch the mindless scrolling because it's like going down a rabbit hole of comparing and stress and negativity. do this this is what I can do so I use a lot of salt and oil in my cleansing of my energy um, salt has a very amazing cleansing property it's from the earth so it has uh, a negative charge to it and it helps to cleanse energy so you can get in a bath in a salt bath and um, reset your energy in the bath and when I first started cleansing my energy, I did this maybe just once a week was just fine for me and all that I could commit to. I was still very much in like, oh, I have to shower really fast and get to where, you know, and um, I was like, I don't have time for this. And slowly it started to shift over a few years. And now I take salt bath every single day, cleansing my energy. And it's just something that's really important to me. I don't feel well unless I've immersed my body in some diluted salt water. <laughs> so you're using like an Epsom salt? Yes, exactly. It's Epsom okay. salts. And I usually put essential oils in there as well. And um, I use lemongrass and tea tree are my favorite cleansing uh, essential oils. So I will drop those in the salt before I put them in the bath. And if this all sounds like too much for you. The other thing you can do is if you've had a really hard day or a draining day or you're feeling like, oh, I've been out in, in, at the mall too much or at work too much, I've had too many people um, draining or talking to me, then you can just use the salt and the oil and rub your hands together under some water. You don't have to immerse your whole body. And because this is because your your palms are big energy centers, it's where you receive and give a lot of energy. So they're very, very sensitive, big portals of energy. So taking the salt and the oil and just scrubbing through your hands, um, your fingers, the backs of your hands, even up your forearms, and then washing it, rinsing all the salt and oil off in the water will just help you feel so much better.
Brie here. So thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I totally know how valuable your time is and I love that you're spending it by tuning into this episode. If you've been listening for a while or maybe this is your first time, it would mean so much to me if you dropped a review or star rating on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you really loved this episode and you know someone who, um, hint, hint, cough, cough, would love this episode as well and find it valuable, please share it with them. Thanks again for listening and let's get back into it. Yeah, I was going to say, if someone doesn't have a bathtub, like, I have a bathtub, but it is the most, I mean, I rent my apartment, so it's, like, the most, I mean, my dream is to have, like, a beautiful bathtub someday, but, like, that's not my reality at the moment. (laughs) So, I was, like, I've used Epsom salt before that was actually, I think it was, like, Dr. Teal's, and it was, like, infused with magnesium as well, and so I didn't have, like, I was, like, I hate filling up this bathtub, and just, like, it's just so uncomfortable, so I would literally just rub the, like, salt on my entire body, and then Yeah, that's perfect, too. (laughs) The other thing you can do is just, like, get in the shower, so this is kind of um, funny, but I have like a bowl of salt and oil and baking soda going on at all times. And I can kind of carry it around like upstairs in the bath or downstairs if I need to wash my hands after a client or whatever. So you can bring this bowl in the shower with you and just turn the shower head to the side and, and take the salt and cleanse and just put it over top of your body and then rinse your body under the shower. You don't have to like lay in the salt water if you don't want to. Yeah, so that's another way you could do it in the shower as well. So what is the baking soda for? Um, the baking soda is just, it's just adding another element of cleansing. And I find like they really work well together. They almost kind of make a little bit of a paste. And um, especially with the oil. And it makes a really wonderful, like almost like DIY scrub on your body. Yeah, I was going to say, I just got these like... Um exfoliating gloves (laughs) oh wicked and they're amazing like I don't want to do it too many times a week like I do it probably I do it every time I wash my hair which is maybe like twice a week yeah and it like just like literally you feel like you lost a couple of pounds like because it just takes up all of that dead skin um but I feel like yeah I definitely want to I have I need to get more Epsom salt but yeah, I'm super excited. I want to try that. Awesome. So the second part is, well, I guess, it's, I don't know if there's like an order, a sequential order that they go in, but then also grounding. Yeah. So cleansing the energy that you're picking up is really great. And then um, grounding is something that I resisted for, I would say a couple of years. Um, I found it really difficult to get into. So I left it kind of for the last, but Grounding is something that is so, so important. Like, it's so important for every single human being, whether you think your empathy is strong or not. It, you are an energetic being, and the earth has a subtle energetic field as well. And your, your body has a positive charge, and the earth has a negative charge. So when you um, feel out of sorts or... Um, 
you're feeling scattered and unwell, just taking your, your shoes off and walking barefoot on the ground can polarize um, the energetic, the energy in, inside of you and help you to feel more grounded and centered in your body. And if you notice, like just, just go outside and do it. You just feel better when your skin is touching grass or soil or sand, like putting your feet on the beach. Like there's just something that people like they write movies and books and stories and songs about it, but nobody really says it's because I'm grounding my body that I feel so good with my bare feet on sand. Mm. Yeah, I feel like that's so, so freaking true. I think I forgot where I heard this quote and I don't even know if it's like verbatim what was said, but it was like, you know, we've developed, like we have human nature, but our, we're getting to a point where we're forgetting the nature part of human right. Yes, absolutely. Like we're getting so far away from like what our body actually needs. Like these are like primal things that are ingrained in us. Like Mm -hmm. we need vitamin D. We need the outdoors. We need nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Especially now we're so much online. Mm -hmm. Most of us work with computers Mm -hmm. and there's so much electricity in our homes. We're just staring at a screen most of the day that we're just so disconnected from um, like the negative charge of the earth and how it feels when you're outside, how it feels when your body is touching ground or when you lean up against a tree or you go outside for a picnic or you go to the beach and sit on the sand like just that that simple feeling in your being of feeling like safe grounded at home that that feeling of connection with nature is something that is so important to do daily absolutely i mean i'm so glad that i have my dog (laughs) (laughs) that he like gets me outside and Like, I mean, even just like take the hint from dogs, like you see them, they literally like fall into the ground and like rub themselves yeah. all over the grass. And like, you're so lucky I'd have like a full on allergy attack if I did that. But like, I would love to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know she does. My dog does it in the snow. Yeah. So, they just, yeah. so they, that, that's the other thing is like, if you live in a climate where you can't put your feet on the on the grass every day like I live somewhere where it's very snowy like very many months of the year if you check out my Instagram stories I show you how to do it without um without going outside you can use a stainless steel spoon on the bottom of your feet to um to reverse the polarity and um to get that grounded state in your body with stainless steel yeah, I watched that story and I was like hypnotized. And that was like where I live. We've had really rainy. The last like two or three months has been super rainy. I just checked the weather. It's supposedly supposed to rain tomorrow. I'm like, I didn't know that I moved to Seattle. Like, um, <laughs> but I was because like we couldn't just like go outside. It was just rain. I mean, it wasn't a torrential downpour. I'm being very melodramatic, but like yeah. it makes me remind myself to be like grateful that like I do live in a climate where like I can go outside and like put my feet in the like I can literally walk ten steps right now and get some grass. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm so fortunate. So 
yeah, you don't, people don't have excuses if they do live in Southern California. (laughs) No, I have to wear winter boots like a long time, like from November, I'm still wearing my boots. So, um, yeah. So every day before I go to sleep, it only takes a few seconds. I take my stainless steel spoon and I turn it over and I rub it on my feet and I ground the polarity um, in my body with the stainless steel. And it's like, feels so wacky when you're doing it. And I was kind of hiding it from my husband and like, the, like, you know, people like just think it's hilarious, but I would love for you to Google um, stainless steel spoon grounding foot and see all the stuff that comes up like it's really a big tool because it's almost free like everybody's got stainless steel spoons and and um and it's so fast you just reverse the polarity and you're grounded so it's something that you can do every single day i do it before i go to sleep i have a nightstand spoon and um just rub it along your feet and you can make like a great pattern um and it's especially wonderful like if you're feeling anxious um before a podcast interview or or like a a job interview or or wherever you might be feeling going into a big group of people or doing a speaking arrangement or something to just um rub the stainless steel over the bottom of your feet and ground your energy that's amazing. I'm so grateful that I found your Instagram and Kirsty connected us. <laughs> so what about protecting our energy? So protecting our energy, I always say protection and boundaries. And boundaries are something that are so important to have. Boundaries can be um, saying no to things that you do not want to be involved in anymore and teaching people how you like to be treated something that's healthy for you and that takes time i have somebody in my life that i've had to correct boundaries with and it's taken a couple of years but now we're at a really healthy spot and to know that when you're doing this protection and boundaries around you you're not shutting people out you're actually creating a healthy boundary so that you can help more And that took me a really, really, really long time to understand. And if you're just hearing it for the first time, I I know how you feel. But I promise you, once you figure out the boundaries that are healthy for you and you start to practice them, you will be able to help people more. You'll be more energized. And like I said at the start of the, the interview, you'll have more life force. You'll be more glowing. You'll be able to help more people when you have healthy protection and boundaries. Wait, okay. I'm still trying to wrap my head around, around that. So let me circle back to that. The, the thing yeah. that you just said, when you're creating boundaries with someone, it's not to completely block them out, but no, we're not actually not. to help, help, help you help, help them more, more. Yeah. Because when you don't have healthy boundaries or protection, you're power is just leaking out of you it's almost like you're like a colander and the water if you think about your power your water your life force or your energy is just flowing flowing out flowing out flowing out all around you all to different areas and you're unable that's why you're feeling so drained you're unable to help other people it's when like your friend calls and you're like i can't even freaking answer that i can't pick up the phone right now i'm so drained I'm so tapped out. 
Mm-hmm. That's like from a person who doesn't have healthy boundaries. So when you have healthy boundaries, then you're able to help more people. One more thing. If you loved this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Head over to my Instagram and tag me at livingbreely with you listening to this episode. I'd love to hear from you, see you, connect with you, and know which episodes and interviews you're finding valuable. For any courses, freebies, or blog posts mentioned in this episode, you can head over to livingbreely.com or check out the show notes below. Hello! Do you guys want to hear about how I saw a psychic on Friday? (laughs) So I saw a psychic and it was amazing. It was the first time that I've ever seen a psychic. I totally believe in psychics. Like, mediums clairvoyance like all of that like I've always been a big believer in it and I don't know why I've never actually seen a psychic before and I've been talking about it for a couple of months and every time that I finish with a client I like to do a little something for myself like a little something nothing big nothing extravagant it's usually an experience of some sort Um, and so I thought you know what would be really cool is let me go see a psychic And it was kind of crazy how much she knew about me, like without me even like telling her or prompting. And they weren't like generic things. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like they were very, very specific things that I've like never talked about, like on the blog and the podcast, anywhere else. Like that was the first thing like some of my friends and family were saying. They were like, she probably just listened to your podcast. And I was like, okay, first of all, I booked the call with her literally the night before and the stuff that she knew I didn't talk about on the podcast like there were some things obviously that like were maybe like common knowledge but again you would have to go through almost a hundred hours of podcast recordings to and like extract information from them like there's just no way that she like did any of that like I don't think that she's the type of person to sit down and like listen to podcasts and I don't mean that like in an offensive way like you know how some people just aren't into reading books or aren't into watching movies or like certain genres of tv like I don't think she's the type of person to listen to podcasts let alone almost a hundred hours of podcasts and like extract details like what would what would the value of that be for her you know what I mean like what does she have to gain So she told me some pretty incredible stuff. Maybe if you guys want, I would be more than happy to do like an entire episode with her, like about what my experience was with the with the the psychic. Maybe I can ask her if she wants to come on the podcast. That would be a really cool episode and like do a reading. (laughs) Should I do that? If that's something you guys want, let me know. You can send me an email to info at livingfreely.com or find me on Instagram and just DM me um, and tell me. Maybe I'll do like a little poll in my Instagram stories.
um because she's really cool she's so easy to talk to and i just thought it was like it was so cool anyway um so speaking of psychics or i guess moving on from speaking of psychics she also told me <laughs> that it's mercury in retrograde and we're having a lunar eclipse on monday and tuesday so what that means is Things are going to get cray cray. And I've definitely been feeling that in my body. I've been experiencing a little bit more anxiety than usual. And part of that is also my own doing because I haven't been sleeping that well. I haven't been working out like I haven't. I've been really busy with other things. And my the first thing that like I let go of is usually my sleep, which is like I know it's like the last thing <laughs> that should be um, going out, but it is what it is. My dog just came in the room. Hello, sir. Hi. What are you doing? He's so cute. Um, okay. Sorry. ADD moment. Also, if the doorbell rings, um, I'm really sorry. I'm expecting a package that I have to sign for. And it's one of those things where it's like, it doesn't give you a window. They're just like, it'll be there by the end of day. And like, what does that even mean? So, We'll see. Um, as I was saying, so with this anxiety stuff that's been going on, I'm really fortunate um, to be able to kind of work and do things um, at my leisure for the most part, except for when I have clients. Obviously, you know, there's a compromise there. But um, I've been really trying to amplify this week's really busy for me. So I'm really trying to make sure that self-care is the priority and making time and space for myself and and rest when I need it. And I thought I've done a type of episode like this a couple of months ago where I call it a mashup. And it's basically where I take clips from previous episodes that all kind of pertain around the same thing and put them into one episode. So you guys basically get like four episodes in one, which is really cool. I'm, I don't even know how I got this idea. It just came to me one day um, because I didn't have an episode and I was like, oh, I should, I'll just record. And I was like, wait a minute. I got to get resourceful here. I got to like make something of all this content. And so I think it's going to be something that I'd like to do monthly if I can is just kind of pull the clips from certain episodes and put them all into one episode because it was I think that mashup is like one of the top five most played podcast episodes that I have um which is really cool so I you guys obviously enjoy them so I wanted to do another one and I know that I'm not the only one who listens to listens to this podcast and has anxiety obviously a lot of people do <laughs> um I I I have not been shy um, about expressing what anxiety feels like to me, that I've struggled with it. I think there's this um, really good quote, and I don't remember what it is verbatim, So, and I don't know who said it. This happens to me all the time. But it was basically like, um, when you share your story, you heal yourself and you heal someone else. And for me, that's like exactly what I want to do all the time is help other people and help other people who have had similar experiences to my own. And anxiety is one of them. And look, I'm not trying to heal people's anxiety overnight, but what I can do is at least help them feel like they're not alone in their struggle because I've been there. I know other people who have been there and I don't want anyone to ever feel like they're weird or 
less than or worse off or like anything under the umbrella just because they have anxiety. Um, I really learned to look at my anxiety as that it has given me a lot more than it's taken from me. It has given me an entire livelihood. Literally, if I did not have anxiety, I would have never started my blog. I would have never started making courses. I would have never started this podcast. I would have I wouldn't be here right now if I didn't have anxiety prior. It gave me a community of people that relate to me in ways that maybe some of my friends and family can't because they don't know what anxiety looks like or feels like. It has given me the ability to feel empathy and compassion for things that like I can't see or I can't like tangibly feel or see but I know is there and I can recognize someone else's pain whether or not I've been through it or not but and so I feel like I can I'm extra compassionate I feel like it has given me kindness it has given me the ability to be softer and kinder, not only with myself, but with other people. And I don't think that I would have ever had those experiences without my anxiety. I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, so it has really given me so much more than it has taken from me. And I I know that like when you're in the midst of anxiety, like that is the hardest thing to, to like hear because you're like, oh my gosh, there's no way. Like, my anxiety is so bad. Like, I can't do this and I can't do that. I hate crying. Sorry. But there is definitely... Oh, this is so hard. There's definitely... I'm not crying because I'm sad. I'm just... Like, you know, when you, like, go back to, like, a really intense time, sometimes it, like, makes you a little emotional. So that's why I'm crying. But, like... I want people to understand that there is another side to anxiety. And when you begin to shift your mindset around what anxiety is truly doing for you, I think things begin to shift for you also. And I know if a medication doesn't work, if that's the route that you decide to take to manage your anxiety, that's awesome. Good for you. If it's an exercise routine, if it's eating a certain way, if it's meditation, if it's prayer, if it's journaling, if it's gratitude, there's so many different tools to help with your anxiety. And it is literally going to be a lifelong thing of what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And you have to keep trying. Like that is <laughs> the biggest thing that I could ever say to anyone who's struggling with anxiety is do not give up on trying things to help yourself. It might take a year. It might take two years. It might take 10 years. It might be a lifelong thing of doing different things to help ease your anxiety. But just do not give up because there is another side to it that is so, so beautiful. And you're going to have a moment like I'm having right now where you look back and you see how much progress you've made. And you're so happy that you didn't stop. So I'm going to stop talking before I start crying again, um, but this episode is really cool. Um, the first episode is with Dr. Antonio Harrison, who is a behavior, sci- or behavior scientist, and we talk a lot about thought and behavior and how they're connected. 
the second episode is with Allison Sepinara, and she is a cognitive behavioral therapist practicing in Pennsylvania. She is amazing. She has a like literally famous Instagram account called the Anxiety Healer. Um, so that link, all of the links for all of the guests will be in the in the episode description. But definitely go check her out. She has amazing tools and resources. The third episode is with my dear friend. Um, Kirstie O'Brien, and she's a meditation teacher. She is a gratitude teacher. Like, she does so many things. She is one of my dearest, dearest friends. She's, she lives in Australia. She's actually doing a retreat in Bali in September. And I believe there's one or two spots left on her retreat. So if that's something that you guys are interested in, let me know. You can either connect with me and I can connect you with Kirstie. Or you can find her on Instagram. The link for her Instagram will be in the episode description. Um, because, yeah, I, I think it, her last retreat last year looked incredible. I wasn't able to make this year's retreat, but I'm definitely going to put it on my list of things to do that I for um, 2020. Um, I've, pers- I've been to Bali about seven years ago, and it's beautiful. It is one of those places like you have to go at, at least once in your lifetime. Um, and our final guest is Samantha Klein. And actually, Kirstie O'Brien connected me with Samantha. And I was like, oh, my God, she's amazing. Like Samantha Klein is like the fairy godmother that I never had honestly like her voice her everything about her is so hypnotizing to me like I'm just like what is this she does so many cool like little practices and we talk about energetic cleansing and like empathy and all of these different things in this episode so definitely get your notepads out take some notes (laughs) um because you're gonna learn a lot in this episode but I'm going to stop talking we're gonna get into it and I will see you guys on Friday be kind be well, be grateful. Love you. Yeah, bye. So, how do you define a mindset? So, I used to have a real problem with this word because I would listen to all these gurus when I was kind of searching for my own progress and growth. And they would get you all rah-rahed up and psyched up and send you out to the world, but there was no real actionable actionable steps behind it. And I was like, you know, change your mindset, change your mindset. What are these people talking about? Like, it's not that easy to just change the way you think. But then, you know, I I have the tendency sometimes when I don't agree with something or I find something curious, I go down this rabbit hole and I think on it for days. And after thinking a while about mindset, when it was riling me up too much, um, I realized mindset is a behavior. It's just self-chatter. It's the things that you say to yourself. It's self-talk. Whatever you're saying to yourself is what your mindset is. And I said, aha, what I say is a behavior. That is something I can change or at least observe and be aware of so that I have some control over the outcome. Interesting. Yeah, I always say mindset is the stories that you tell yourself about yourself. Very true. So this is so random, but I just thought about this. So what do you, because I think there's thought and then behavior, right? Like you have a thought that it invokes a behavior, or do you think that the behavior comes first 
and then the thought. Am I making sense? No, you are. You are. Uh, <laughs> well, there's two things to it. One, I think thought is behavior, right? So okay. um, I think the thinking is an action. The problem with thinking in terms of changing it is no one can see it besides the thinker, right? So I just have to trust what you say is what you're actually thinking, which can really throw off some effective interventions if you're trying to change some stuff, if you're lying or exaggerating or holding back the truth. But, you know, uh, there, there are other things to it too. Like if I put my hand on a hot stove, there's no thought process in me yanking my hand back because I'm being burned. That's just an, a reflex that right. happens automatically. However, deciding whether or not I'm going to make a right or a left at this, you know, upcoming stop sign, well, that thought is going to produce, you know, I, I got to think about all the options, where I'm at, the timetable, what I got to do, where I got to go, what's the direction I'm trying to get to. And it's going to help me decide the behavior of either turning left or turning right. But at the end of the day, that thought process sitting in the car, that is behavior as well. Uh, but there's no thought in touching a hot stove and yanking your hand back. That just happens. That's a reflex. Right. Like a, you don't want to get hurt, like an evolutionary thing. <laughs> like yeah, exactly. Kind of ingrained in us. Yeah, if you're not moving your hand off a hot stove, sorry, you were chosen by natural selection. You're going to have a short life. <laughs> <laughs>discover this on my own right you know <laughs> um, yeah yeah and that's kind of why we're having this conversation because I get emails all the time I know a huge um part of my com they, community they also deal with anxiety and 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 depression and I was like I need to like have someone on the podcast who can really speak to these things Aww, um yeah but other than we talked about mindfulness we talked about breathing we talked about the self-talk what other strategies can really help us with triggers or irrational thoughts so there's one there's two actually one that is my favorite that i do in session all the time is something called the five senses mm, i'm not okay, sure yes. if you've ever experienced okay so basically in, in this moment in the moment it, it's a home uh, mindfulness grounding um, tool because Again, you want to use this when you feel like you're getting to like a, five, a four or five. You want to try and do this before you're getting up towards the higher numbers when you're feeling like maybe you're in like a panicky, you know, thought spiral, right? You want to try and catch that before you get there. And this is when it really works. So 
basically you're making a conscious effort to notice the present moment through each of your senses. So you're going to look around and look for five things that you see. And you can really do this anywhere you are, which I love. I think that's why I love it the most. You can basically do this anywhere you are and no one needs to know that you're doing this. So, um, cause a lot of times I, I only say that because a lot of times people that I work with, um, they get a little nervous that other people might see. Anyway, that's a whole nother topic. But um, <laughs> I know exactly so, where you're going with this. You know that's what so I funny. mean? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, so okay, you're gonna see. You're gonna look around and look at five things that you see, um, and then you're gonna and you're gonna be very descriptive. You 